For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. All right, boss, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, let's uh, go three, two, one. Oklahoma Sooners advancing to the Super Regional of the NCAA Softball Tournament, a regional that they will be hosting in Norman against Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Chris Plank there to call all the action of the games. Hopefully it's just two games, Chris, but you might get three this weekend. What do you think? Oh, I'd like to. I'd like two two for the Sooners, and let's not worry about a late night on Friday night. But, you know, uh, last season was two. I think the season prior – or, excuse me, last season they played three. The season prior to that, they played two. Uh, I I don't care as long as they win is usually my typical answer, but uh, (laughs) – I'll tell you what, man, this Louisiana Lafayette team, they are. They're something else offensively, and I think it's going to be it, – I, I think game one's going to be a pitcher's duel, and I think the rest of the weekend could be a matter of trying to outscore each other. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend, man. I hope it's a two-game sooner win and we're off to Oklahoma City next week. Well, we'll talk about the Raging Cajuns here in just one second. Let's go to the regional last weekend. Um, I can't speak for you, um, but where I was way off at looking at the teams in this regional, I totally <laughs> – underplayed Ole Miss, and I think I overplayed Tulsa. I had predicted Tulsa and Oklahoma in that championship game on Sunday. Uh, couldn't have been really more wrong about either one of those teams. What are your general thoughts over the no, field no, from you, last yeah, weekend? Man, I, I am right there with you. You and I sat and watched it all weekend long. Uh, I felt the exact same way. I, I don't – you know, to our defense, I don't know if it's necessarily about underrating Ole Miss as much as it, as, as it might have been about maybe kind of overrating Tulsa a bit. And, and here's why, because Tulsa just did not play well. So it might even be unfair to say overrating. Tulsa just didn't play well. They didn't hit, they didn't feel, they didn't throw. Uh, and by throw, I mean pitching. I, you know, after watching the Friday night game, I wish I could go back and have a do-over from our podcast and maybe give a little <laughs> bit more love to Wichita State. Because right. I, thought, I thought Wichita State, that's the team that, as I was following along on Saturday night, that I was pretty sure that Oklahoma was going to end up playing on Sunday. But, yeah, you know, maybe maybe not giving Ole Miss the credit they deserve, maybe overrating Tulsa just a bit. But, hey, there was one thing that we had exactly right, and that was Oklahoma uh, should not have much of a problem rolling through that uh, that regional. They really didn't. Sunday, Sunday was a little bit too close for comfort, I think, at times. It took their offense a little bit of a – a little bit of time to get rolling, but when Paige Parker is throwing like that, you know, you can, you can take your time to kind of get things rolling, and uh, things worked out for him in the end where they got some timely two-out hitting. Ole Miss, as you mentioned, is a team that I think we'll be hearing about for the next couple of years. That was a lineup much like Oklahoma's that was dotted with freshmen. So, yeah, maybe maybe underselling Ole Miss just a bit, but, man, Tulsa just came in and did not play well for the two games they were a part of it. We did get to witness history in that Ole Miss made their first incidentally tournament yes. appearance, and then both Ole Miss and Wichita State record their first ever wins 
in the NCAA tournament. You know, Mandy Osias from from Ole Miss, I mean, she was pretty good. But Paige Parker, as you mentioned, I mean, clearly the cream of the crop in this softball regional, just from the circle Oklahoma had. And then, you know, you look at – I love what Patty Gasso said after game one, after that win over Wichita State. You know, you had Shelby Penley, I think, which she's the seven-hole hitter with a grand yeah. slam home run on Friday night. And, and Patty Gasso just said, hey, look, we, we've got our, our lineup in such a way where you can't take – uh, you can't take a bat off. You can't take a pitch off against this this Oklahoma lineup. And Osias learned that the hard way early on Saturday. They just really kind of got in their head early, didn't they, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you put, what was it, seven on the board in the second inning, and you get six of those with two outs. Um, that was that was pretty incredible. You know, she ended up moving up, Henley, a spot line, and then Cole ended up moving up, I think, sixth or fifth on the Sunday game. But, that you know, let's just real quick focus on Henley. Here is someone that is, and, and it's kind of indicative of, of a, just about every person in the Sooner lineup, but maybe more so Nicole than anyone else because Nicole can, can choke up, run in the box, and slap it at you. You know, she's, she's that kind of hitter. But then she can stay back and hit a bomb. She's fast. She's athletic. Uh, she's got great power. I mean, I just – she's probably, as far as a complete player, maybe one of the more complete hitters that they have because she can do a little bit of everything. And you saw it on display this weekend. But, you know, Matt, you mentioned Maddie Osias. Here was uh, the, the Ole Miss ace that doesn't even get out of the second inning on Friday night. And then on Sunday, she holds the Sooners bat silent for five innings. She shut out Wichita State on Saturday night in a complete game shutout. So what an odd series this was for her because it just so happened that when you make a mistake, yep, I, I'll, I'll use a Golden State comparison here. The Golden State Warriors and everyone that hasn't watched Golden State a lot this year uh, in, through the first two games, obviously game three is irrelevant to this, but through the first two games they say, you know, you make the slightest little mistake and it seems like they jump all over you. And before mm-hmm. you know it, you're down 10 points. You know, look at game two. OU softball is a lot like that. You make the smallest mistake if it's an error like uh, what, and, and it was ruled a hit, but a, a play that a pitcher should have made with two outs in the second inning with Kelsey Arnold at the plate, um, you, you you walk someone. There's there's mistakes that you make against Oklahoma, and you pay for them right away. There's no there's no time to kind of bounce back. There's okay, well we made an error, but we're going to be okay. No, you make a mistake against them, and they make you pay. And it's not like two or three runs; it's five, six, and we saw that. Uh, both Friday and Saturday night. You know what? What Wichita State made three errors on Friday night. You had the uh, litany of wild pitches against Ole Miss on Saturday. So, yeah, they they make you pay, and they make you pay in a hurry. And it was impressive to see that on display on uh, Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, we saw the Sooners explode in the first inning against Wichita State, and then that second inning against Ole Miss. And really, you know, uh, Penley, uh, Nicole Penley being a big part of that with the grand slam on Friday night, and then leading off with the home run to start that second inning. Saturday against Ole Miss. Michael Lotif and Raging Cajuns coming to town. Familiarity with these two schools, at least with the coaches. Last time Oklahoma was in the College World Series, Louisiana Lafayette was there with them. You've got uh, the Sooners making their seventh consecutive NCAA tournament appearance, and you've got our Super Regional, and then you've yeah. got Louisiana Lafayette with their fifth consecutive Super Regional appearance. What are you looking forward to most in this matchup? Well, to see Paige Parker versus the big bats of Louisiana Lafayette, I guess, more than anything else, uh, they have – and their superstar's name escapes me, their catcher. Uh, 
she's hitting 500 this year. She's a 500 hitter. She was the first pick in the uh, pro softball draft. She probably would have given Lauren Chamberlain a run for her money had Mm. she stayed healthy throughout her career for the all-time home run list. She started her career at Texas Tech, and uh, she's a problem. She is, uh, she's without a doubt one of the better hitters that Oklahoma will face this season, uh, in, in, unless they're in inter-squad games and they're going up against Jay Knighton and, <laughs> and Aaron Miller. But in, in all seriousness, this, is, this team has hit over 100 home runs this year. I mean, I right. get it that they play in the Sun Belt, and we're not talking about a softball power of a conference. But any team that hits 100 home runs combined during the season, I mean, it's one through nine. They, there, there's maybe one hitter in the lineup, I think, that doesn't have a home run. One through nine, you have to be aware of the long ball with every single batter that they have. So I'm most looking forward to how Coach uh, Melissa Lombardi has, has scouted Lafayette and how Oklahoma's pitchers are going to attack their hitters. Uh, and then, you know, it's real interesting styles because Lafayette is one of those teams that – yeah, well, you may score five runs on us, but we're going to score eight. Oklahoma has perennially been one of those teams that can do that uh, right. with the long ball. You know, Patty Gasso's teams are, are home run teams. But this year's team's a little bit different. They can play some small ball if necessary. You, you've seen her squeeze bunt a couple times. Matt, you saw it on Saturday. They laid down the bunt with a runner at third base. Uh, and then they can outpitch. So it's, it's two interesting styles going at each other. And, you know, I haven't really been able to tell if the Sooners have a quote-unquote style this year. I think they're adaptable. They're, they're in the best way that you can use it as a complement, an amoeba, because they can form to just about anything and do about anything it takes to score runs and win games. So that's what I'm most intrigued by, a, a power attack versus a team that can do a little bit of everything to score runs and win games. The Ways and Cajuns have six players on their roster with 40-plus RBI, Oof. and they have six players with double digits and home runs. I mean, you're, you're, you're right when you're talking about the power that they bring, uh, but but they're not just all about uh, their bats. I mean, Alex Stewart, their pitcher, is 1.52 ERA on the season. It's a 27-4 and record. So uh, I think that the caveat here is Sun Belt Conference versus Big 12 Conference, and I think when you look at that, not not, not to discredit Louisiana Lafayette, but when you look at the, the level of competition that Oklahoma play, has played regularly, I think that favors Oklahoma. But then you look back at that Lafayette Regional and you see them mow down Texas. You see them slug it out with Texas A&M Sunday. Um, I can't remember who their, who their first opponent was, but they, they scored nine runs. Uh, Boston University, I knew it had come to me. But yeah, they, they scored nine runs in all three of those games including that final, which was the slugfest that you're talking about, Big 12 competition. They beat the Longhorns 9-1 to on Saturday. So yeah. it's the real deal. Um, Oklahoma, Lafayette, Saturday uh, – I keep saying Saturday. I want to go to Saturday, Chris. I don't know why. <laughs> but Thursday night, 8 o'clock, ESPN2. But you're going to be calling on the radio. Give us, uh, give us again where people can listen in to you. Yeah, hey, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to promote it. And we'll have Destiny Martinez on with us uh, calling the action this weekend. So all weekend long, we'll be on AM 1560, which is the franchise, too. Uh, you can find the link if you want to go through Soonersports.com. You can also search on iHeart and TuneIn Radio for Franchise 2. It looks as if we're also, based on how baseball plays out, going to have a couple of games available, too, on the uh, Ref Radio Network. So that would be on 98.5 FM and on AM 1400 here in Norman. So 
Uh, hopefully there will be a lot of opportunities to catch the Sooners on the dial this weekend, but hopefully there's only a couple of games. You know, it's interesting you brought up the, uh, the Sun Belt versus the Big 12, and if anyone wants to even stand back, well, the Big 12 kind of down. You know, you get, there's only one team left from the Big 12. Baylor got smoked by Oregon. Oklahoma State fought its guts out but got knocked out. You know, Texas had its one win over A&M, and then they were out. But Oklahoma, if, if you want to use that knock against them, and they went out and they played some really good games. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm looking at the championship Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, and every team I'm looking at is it's a team I saw. Uh, it's a team that they played. Minnesota, Washington playing each other. Cal State, Fullerton, UCLA playing each other. Tennessee was in action. They played them. I mean, you look at that championship Sunday, and it's a laundry list of teams that Oklahoma had on its schedule. So anyone else to say, well, the Big 12's down, I have fair. But Oklahoma in maybe that knock against them, went out and played one of the toughest schedules in the country that was littered with top 25 teams, that was littered with teams in the College Bowl Series last year. And they're, they're taking a chip on their shoulder, us against the world approach, that they're the underdogs in this. And I think it's going to be a fun thing to see how that plays out come Thursday and Friday night. You know, I was asked uh, last week, I was on radio at KGSO out of Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I think you've been on with those guys at 4 in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, they asked me, give, give me one player uh, off this roster that you're, you're going to look to this weekend uh, to, to make some, you know, to be that key person. And I honestly, I couldn't, uh, the only person I could come up with was Paige Parker, because when you look at the roster, you got Aaron Millen, you, you got Shea Knight, and you, you, we already talked about, um, we already talked about Nicole Penley. I mean, it, it's, it's so stacked. So I'm going to throw that question at you now. Who, who would you look to? In this roster, you're saying this person has to come up big for Oklahoma or maybe two people that you're looking to uh, after the regional that you would say, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. Okay. I'm going to – I think there's – yeah, you hit the obvious one. Paige Parker is there. But let me throw two kind of under-the-radar ones. Jaden Chestnut. And and here's Mm. why. Because I think at some point Lafayette's going to have the kind of success where you might have to go to the pit. I hope I'm wrong, but keep an eye on Jaden Chestnut. She's going to have to go out when given the opportunity and throw well. Remember, Paige pitched every inning last year against Alabama in the Super Regional. Wouldn't put the passer to do it again this week. That's the obvious answer to this, but I'm just trying to be a little bit different. And then offensively, hmm, it's like pick your poison. I'm going to go with right. Leah Wodak. I'm going to say, you know, she has been, when, when Leah moved from the outfield to behind the plate, it was, I think it was an adjustment for her. And not, I mean, not beyond the captain obvious part of, oh, she's got to wear gear and what. But I think it was an adjustment for her at the plate because she did struggle. And it took her a while, I think, to get familiar with it. She had played catcher in college in high school. That's her natural position. So it wasn't that big of an adjustment to her. Uh, in fact, I don't know if anyone stole a base off her last weekend. She was awesome. Uh, but I think you're starting to see her come around at the plate. She had the bad fun and then came back and laid down a perfect fun. Uh, she hit the ball hard every single time she was up on Friday and Saturday night. I just get the sense that when it comes to a big at bat, when it comes to someone that needs to, to get a hit, Leah Wodak found herself in that position quite a bit this season, and I think she will again on Saturday. Uh, look at me, Thursday and Friday. So I'll go ahead and I'll put my two players to keep an eye on. I'd say Jane Chestnut because I think she's the first person they'd call upon out of the pin. And then I'll go ahead and I'll add uh, I'll add Leah Wodak to that because I think she's going to have a big weekend. All right, real quick before we let you go, you mentioned uh, Big Twelve baseball. Any thoughts on uh, on the tournament this weekend I'm, from Sooners? 
I'm going there right now, as a matter of fact. As we're talking, I'm driving to Norman, Oklahoma City. We're taping uh, a TV show for the weekend. I'm a part of it with Toby. Yeah, I feel good. Um, go go figure. I'm probably the, the last guy most glass half full fans want to hear from that uh, are, are angry or mad about something. But I really feel good about their chances. I think they're going to beat West Virginia tomorrow, uh, or depending on when this airs Wednesday. I think they're going to beat West Virginia. And, I, I, I mean, again, if you're going up against the best team in the Big 12 in Texas Tech potentially in that second-round game because they've got Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma did not play Tech well when they had the opportunity right. to go up against them this year. So, they might find themselves busted back down to the consolation bracket. Uh, but as challenging as it's been to get Jake Elliott and Alec Hansen going, they, they've showcased a little bit of depth that you need to kind of fight your way through a consolation bracket. So, you know, I, I've had great success. Well, let me rephrase that. The Sooners have had great success, and I've had great fun following this team in the Big 12 tournament. They've been a, they've been a blast over the last couple of years. But uh, I, I think they've got an opportunity to make a little bit of noise. Now, will it be enough noise to get them in the postseason? I don't think so. But I do think they can make it fun for a couple of days. Sort of and that's the $64 million question. I mean, do they have to win it all to, to get into the NCAA tournament, or do they just have to get through Saturday or Sunday? Uh, I think they have to win it all. You know, they had a much better – and, and this is maybe paranoid me. They had a, they had a much better RPI last year than they – right now. Uh, now, if they all bets are off if they beat Texas Tech on Friday. Then I think we kind of, or excuse me, that would be on Thursday. Then I think we right. kind of all come back together and uh, reset our thoughts about, okay, what do they need to do? Where do they need to go? But I'm, uh, I'm of the belief right now that they have to win the tournament. And then maybe if you get through Texas Tech, we have ourselves an interesting conversation come when they uh, select the field. Is that Monday? Whenever they select the field. So if they can get through tech on Friday, then I'll re- or Thursday we'll revisit that. But as of right now, uh, Matt, I'm in, the, I'm in the feeling that they've got to win the tournament to get in. All right, breakfast at the Brick tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. First pitch, Sooners in the Mountaineers. Uh, Chris Plank will be on the air Thursday, 8 o'clock. Uh, first pitch, you can watch on ESPN, too, but definitely tune in and listen to Chris Plank on the radio. Sooners against Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, NCAA softball, Super Regional. Chris, thanks for your time, and I will see you on Thursday, my friend. Sounds good, Matt. I'll see you Thursday. Be good, buddy. All right, see you, buddy. Bye-bye. Later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.